All right. Ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Disney WTF. This is episode 16, and we're a Disney couple. For those of you that don't know, one of us is a Disney fanatic, and one of us just doesn't get it. Headlines. All right. Let's start off with some headlines. Yeah. So first headline, kind of the big news this upcoming weekend, Universe of Energy at Epcot and Great Movie Ride at Hollywood Studios are going to be closing on August 13th, which is a Sunday. Hmm. And so Disney was generous enough, and, and I'm kind of using generous in air quotes, but it is kind of a nice thing to do. I didn't see you do air quotes. Theoretical air quotes. Okay. <laughs> That's true. I didn't do air quotes. So they were nice enough to open up the blackout dates for those who had passes who blacked out, like Richie and I. Oh, is that why we... Oh, is that what you just announced um, not too long ago about the on Instagram? Mm -hmm. That they opened up the dates? It was for this? Yeah. It was for the so, closing of this ride? Yeah, they wanted Disney fans to be able to experience the ride for one last time, which technically they would have been able to if they would have gone Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, because that's when the passes would have just opened up naturally. Yeah. But I think they understood that not everybody can go those three specific days, mm -hmm. maybe. So they gave them from August 1st to to August 13th when they closed. Yeah. And unfortunately, I will not be one of those people who are going to be able to experience these rides for I'm, the last time. I'm sorry. I know. But we didn't know. But there's so much there's so much available like on YouTube that you can relive this literally every five minutes or however long this, those rides are. You can relive it all the time because of YouTube now. Yeah, that's true. But not in person. Yeah, I know. It's, I'm sure it's different. Yeah, it is. But I, what are you going to do? Time happens. Things move on, mm -hmm. I suppose. But yeah, so that's going to be the big, big news that's happening this week. Another thing that Disney announced, and I think this is kind of crazy, Florida residents can get free valet parking and an appetizer included with an adult entree at certain restaurants. Nice. You need like you said Florida residents, so you need to have your ID with you. Yeah. Okay. It makes cool. it seem like that. So I guess they're trying to attract more local business mm -hmm. to these restaurants. And granted, it's not very many restaurants. It's like four right now. So Jico at Animal Kingdom Lodge, which is, which is one of the restaurants that I really care for. Mm -hmm. uh, Flying Fish at Boardwalk, Citricos at Grand Floridian, and there was one more. Maybe not. Oh, Artist Point. <laughs> oh, there you go. Artist Point at Wilderness Lodge, <laughs> nice, one of Richie's nice. favorite places on property now. That place was really cool. So, I mean, that's pretty awesome because you can get valet parking for free, mm -hmm. which is normally about $20, which is kind of expensive. Yeah. And you can get a free appetizer with every adult entree. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And I mean, at these particular restaurants, an appetizer can be anywhere from like 10 to $17. So it's a pretty good deal. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So thank you, Disney. Can't wait to experience that when we go back. <laughs> um, yeah, that's all I got for right now. All the headlines you have. Yes. Okay. So what are we, what are we talking about today? We, I mentioned Epcot when we were thinking about our next episode idea. What, uh, what are we going to talk about Epcot specifically? Well, or in generally. your question was the Innovention, it's officially called Innoventions. Okay. The Innoventions area, what was that before it was Innoventions? Yes, that was my question. I wanted to know because the last time we were at Epcot, I remember, or maybe the you know previous couple times, we, we went into this green home 
that was had a bunch of crazy technology, but it seems like that was fairly new stuff. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to know like what was there before. Yeah, and I feel like you can't really appreciate innoventions without kind of knowing the history behind Epcot. And we've gone over it briefly before, but I do want to mention just a little bit to you. So we're doing history of Epcot. First, a history lesson. I'm really excited. All right. It involves Walt, so I know you're going to love it. Good, okay. All right. So back when Walt Disney was exploring, was exploring what he was going to build in Florida, mm -hmm. he considered Epcot, so the experimental prototype community of tomorrow, Epcot, yes. the most important part of his Florida project. Really? That's, I remember being mind blown when you told me what mm -hmm. Epcot meant. I, I really thought he just, I thought it was like Google. Like, like it was just a word. Yeah, because Google was like an accident name. Like there's no actual real meaning behind Google and it just stuck. And I thought that's what Epcot was. I didn't know it had this crazy meaning. Well, it is crazy how Google's like a verb, a noun. It's so many things. Yeah. Anyways, anywho, this is not about Google. No. So Epcot. So it was going to literally be this community where you could live, work, play on Disney property. And to some degree that got realized in Celebration Florida, which is kind of like a community that that is done by Disney. Okay. But that's a topic for another show. So when that when they realized that idea wasn't going to be able to pan out, they were trying to figure out what were they going to do with this next park. And so Imagineers, half of them wanted to do a World's Fair. Mm -hmm. You know, a showcase of different countries, different cultures, and then another half wanted to do things about technology. So what they ended up doing was merging these two ideas together, which is how we have Future World, which encompasses everything that's not World Showcase, mm -hmm. and World Showcase. Cool. Okay. Yeah. And so part of Innoventions is showcasing technology. And okay. so originally it wasn't called Innoventions though, it was called Communicore. Mm -hmm. And it was supposed to be the literal, it's, it's literally geographically the center of Future World. And it was going to be like a hub for where, oh, I saw something at the Living Seas or Universe of Energy. Mm -hmm. And I want to explore that concept more. Let me go to Communicore where I can explore this concept more in like an interactive game yeah. or an interactive exhibit. It's, it almost reminds me of a children's museum. Yeah, that's what I thought it was initially also. It just looked like a museum, but it was really for adults. <laughs> because the children don't like well, it. Well, I mean, I mean, it's for children also, but it, it was, I mean, it also had things that adults can appreciate. Like we did the hurricane experience or tornado experience or whatever. That was pretty I cool. I think it was a hurricane or a tornado. Yeah, it was, was a windstorm of some kind. Some sort of storm experience. That was cool, though. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so now what they have is all of these sponsors that will not so much anymore over the years, but they have sponsors that have their own little setup inside the pavilion. Mm -hmm. And so the smart house that we saw, that was sponsored by a company. Yeah, yeah I saw that there was some solid mm -hmm. uh, money-making things going yeah. on in there. Which, which, as an adult, it makes me think like, I know what you're doing here. Yeah. You're making money off of this. Yeah. You're trying to sell me on this house and it's working. <laughs> I wanted to buy everything that was there. I know, it was pretty cool. I think I kept like the pamphlet and I wanted to get everything. And I, although that was still a, probably a couple years ago, wasn't it? Yeah. And, and we're now slowly trying to <laughs> piece by piece all that stuff. But I really wonder now if you were to go back into that smart house that they used to have, if it would be as wait, relevant to you. Wait, that smart house is not there anymore? They closed it. What's there now? Now there's not much there. 
They're, hmm. It looks like they're trying to reinvent this area of the park. So the oh, okay. only thing that lies there right now is a color exhibit by Glidden. Hmm. So it's sponsored by Glidden Paints, and it's an experiments in color. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Nice. So it's definitely an area of, of transition. I think Epcot as a whole is in, in transition, especially mm-hmm. since all the recent announcements that have happened. Mm-hmm. Um, just resort-wide. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's it's really interesting because as you asked me that question, I kind of thought to myself, was Disney, or not Disney, Epcot always a park for adults? Was it more meant for kids? Because it's just really transitioned from you know, something where it was like, oh, it's supposed to be this technology showcase and a World's Fair, which, you know, is not super appealing towards kids. And then they transitioned something like the Living Seas, which used to have, it still had the aquarium, but it used to have this very dramatic video about, oh, the water on Earth, mm-hmm. a deluge, which I should have shown you the video before this because you're looking perplexed at me right now. Yeah, I had no idea what you're talking about, really. <laughs> I'm just going with it here. <laughs> But it, then they changed it into a Finding Nemo ride. Oh, okay. So I think that they're really trying to kind of shift directions into something that's a little bit more... Kid-friendly? Kid-friendly, family-friendly. because I remember when, you know, being in school, uh, a lot of people, like young adults, like between 18 and 25, was like Epcot, you know, mm-hmm. for food and wine for you know whatever there it was always like let's we're going to epcot Mm -hmm. and it seemed like it was more for adults and there was a point in time that i didn't even like epcot to me wasn't disney like i remember being like in in the mind where like i was like oh snap like epcot is disney i had no idea i thought it was separate and i just and like because it's not like so because it's not kid friendly Mm -hmm. you know so i really didn't know but and another question you asked me before we recorded was, what's there to do at Epcot when there's not a festival? Yes, like what's what's there to do in the downtime? Because the biggest things are food and wine, mm-hmm. uh, flower garden, mm-hmm. and is there anything else? Or is just those two well, that are this, real big? This year they had the inaugural Festival of the Arts. So there's that means there's three festivals that happen so it's like a, is that like a, during the year. Is that like a art basil? Um, it's it, uh, kind of, I guess. It's like an art showcase. It's I, do, I would say it's more like Hoping a Grove Art Festival. So it's like an art showcase where they have booths of different artists, and it's a lot of Dis- Disney-themed art oh, cool. that you oh, can we should go buy. To when is that? It's in, like, February. It was February this past year. I went, remember? We missed it? Oh, yeah, I missed it. I missed it. You did miss it. Oh, shoot. I drove up by myself. It wow. was lonely. When did you do that? In February. Oh, I don't remember. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. That's okay. I can't always make the trips that she wants to go on because it's literally every weekend that if, we, if it was up to her, we would do and I can't, I can't do it. Just a day. <laughs> no. Let's just go up for the day. Anyway, so. Yeah. So what's there to do when there's not a festival? Mm-hmm. Well, there's everything in Epcot that you can do. And it's kind of good because festivals tend to attract a lot more crowd levels. So it's so, like more busy or impact. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you can kind of ride the rides easier you can walk around and enjoy the beautiful flowers and landscaping they have fast passes also right of course okay cool yeah so how much um uh we'll we'll continue on but first how much time is there that there's no that there's downtime is is there a number is it is it always change like is there a certain like okay from this month to this month there's downtime and this month like is there a specific time of that or all these dates like always change by downtime you mean time where there's not a festival yeah but yeah that's what i meant so it's 
It's usually every two to three months where there's not a festival. So for instance, Flower and Garden ends at, in May. Okay. Food and Wine starts at the end of August. Okay, cool. All right, gotcha. so like right through the doldrums of summer, you know, there's nothing. And then this past year, Flower, I'm sorry, Food and Wine uh, stopped in November, and then Festival of the Arts started in February. So there's really only about two to three months in between these festivals. Cool. Okay, so so it's a good time to uh, be in less crowded situations. What else? Yeah. So, and then you can just enjoy everything that the park has to offer. So, you know, these are kind of like add-ons. You know, you have a little bit more food, a little bit more selection and drinks, but... Really, I think Epcot is one of those places that you don't even need all these festivals to have a great time and enjoy a lot of culture. Because mm-hmm. you have all these, you still have a great showcase of technology, like living with the land, for instance. You go through the greenhouse and you're on the boat and you see all the giant sunflowers and how they're farming fish and you see scientists in a window culturing some sort of genetically modified plant of some kind yeah which i want to do that thing the next time we go the behind the scenes thing mm-hmm. i want to do that one with the with the garden stuff mm-hmm. and then behind also the seeds behind the scenes and then seeds oh, oh seeds yes oh huh nice <laughs> plan words there um and then i also want to do that one of magic kingdom the behind the scenes one next time we go so i'm recording it here so you can't say it until you do what do we do <laughs> shouldn't that be the other way around i know i'm just i'm just letting you know anyway <laughs> Um, so you can really just enjoy all that Epcot has to offer. And I know that that might, might sound kind of like a lame thing to do, mm-hmm. but like really all those other experiences are just, you know, they're just add-ons. Like it's nice to have them, yeah. but I don't think you need them. I just hit my mic. I'm sorry, guys. I'm going to that out. Like one of your, <laughs> for instance, one of your passions now is, is traveling. Look at all the different well, it's your passion still. <laughs> I thought it was I yours only, now. I only travel because you want to go places and, and I just want to make you happy. Oh. I don't, that's not, that's, I just want to, and I want to be able to have an, like a say in where we go, but I wouldn't be traveling as much as I do if it wasn't for you, which I, which I love by the way. I mean, it's just for the record. I th- that's why I said now. Yeah. One of your passions now. Now because of you. Oh, thanks. Okay, go ahead. So you can go to all these countries and experience all, talk to all these different people from all parts of the world yeah. without even leaving Florida. Like, how lucky are we to be Super. exposed to that kind of thing? Which is which is crazy because like the world has that and they get to see that there, but it's actually funny because we actually have that here in Miami also. Like, there's so many people that from our all over the world that we interact with sometimes that mm-hmm. you know you can just meet by going to a restaurant but but there it's like there it's more because here it's like people living here so like americanized mm-hmm. but the people at disney it's like yo we just got here like two weeks ago from sweden <laughs> like <laughs> so <laughs> that so disney it's like it's really it's definitely to another level i would say yeah like that type of interaction world interactions yeah and fun fact so the World Showcase pavilions, Mm -hmm. they're sponsored to some degree by the countries that are hosting it. So the countries that you see there had a lot of say in what goes on Mm -hmm. in building their pavilion. And here's an even funner fact. Morocco, the king of Morocco at the time, their architect, their planner, master planner, they came in and designed all of what you see in the Morocco pavilion. That's an interesting fact. So so this Moroccan dude came in and designed everything. 
like without any, without like. Well, I don't want to say everything, but I think that it was heavily influenced yeah. by somebody who so knows what they're doing. Like it's legit. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's really cool. Yeah, and again, it's nice to have all the concerts of you know your fa- favorite. 80s and 90s stars during these festivals. Not maybe not you, maybe more so me. Yeah. But it's. I don't think it's necessary to have a great time at Epcot these days. Yeah. Even though it is in this state of transition, where it's not quite, it's not quite what it was before. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to change things, like Universe of Energy. They're going to convert it into more Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. So, but it's still it's still one of those places that I'd love to go. And could spend. I could go there every day. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I know you can. I'm, I'm super confident you can do that every single day. <laughs> go there. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to. I don't know. Just at some point, I just like. I feel like I've seen it all, but. Mm-hmm. You know what's crazy? Epcot used to be more educational, mm-hmm. and let like less, especially now than what it is now. So they used to have a vegetable and fruit puppet show. Mm-hmm. In in living with the land, like where that, like in that pavilion, mm-hmm. and it used to teach you about eating healthy. And then there used to be a ride called Body Wars that took you inside of somebody's body and showed you that they were sick. And oh, these are the white blood cells and the red blood cells. <gasps> We've reached the cerebellum because you got shrunk down. It's like Magic School Bus. You get shrunken down and you go inside. So why did those things go away? I guess Disney felt that it wasn't appropriate for the direction of the park. Maybe it wasn't mm. popular enough. But it definitely used to have more educational aspects. Yeah. Hmm. And then there was also a ride called Horizons, where Mission Space is. And it was, people considered it like Carousel of Progress Part Do, Part Two. And. What did you, was Part Do some plan words? No, I just wanted to say do instead of two. Oh, okay. So. <laughs> So, it sh- it showcased you know future technology, uh-huh. and but it was kind of like future technology in ne- what 1980s, you know. Okay. So, but it was like a continuation of Carousel of Progress, not mm-hmm. literally, but that was the concept mm-hmm. that that it had. But all that is gone now. Yeah. Yeah. Now they have more rides, more kid-friendly things mm-hmm. that kids would be interested in, because I mean. What's what's not better than a puppet show that's kid friendly, but it wasn't interesting to kids. Yeah, yeah. So, and I think that even so, Epcot's always tried to have like this background of education. I mean, education and ethical morals in a way. Because mm-hmm. even even in Living with the Land, there's a Lion King show that shows you how to protect the environment, which is still playing, and I can't believe it because it's been around forever. They probably, I mean, it's probably like a core, like a like a core belief that's just not gonna, like if anything, they would just like update it, and and continue to spread that word of like environmental friendly. Cause that's like, cause I mean, even like Animal Kingdom, like one of the big things about everything I hear about in Animal Kingdom is about the environment. Mm-hmm. So I feel like there's someone either internally or something with Disney that's like real, like yo, we need to care about the earth. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. Although something that I think that maybe I, I neglected to mention is maybe it's about sponsors. Maybe they stopped sponsoring things and they had to take it out because there was nobody to upkeep the ride. That's a good point. That's a really good point. 
Which brings me to another thing mm -hmm. about Epcot that's recently changed. Mm -hmm. So remember before the show I asked you, you know what Siemens is? Mm -hmm. So Siemens used to sponsor um, uh, Illuminations, which is the fireworks show mm -hmm. at the end of the day. and At Epcot? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, and they used to have a lounge inside Spaceship Earth. They would call it the Siemens Lounge. But apparently, Siemens wanted to do some kind of a sponsorship of Disney monorails, like a big thing. Mm -hmm. So they were like, okay, like we're going to offer you this like as a part of their contract. But Disney said, no, we don't want that. And they abruptly pulled out. So they are no longer a part of Disney. Interesting. Yeah. It's all business. I know. And that's the thing. I feel like we talk all about this, like, oh, it's for the kids. The kids don't want it. But yeah. really, at the end of the day, a lot of it is probably sponsorships. Business. Yeah. But people, you know, even though it is like, and, and the, the crazy thing is, is there's this real big, like, I mean, we say like, oh, it's just business, just business. But everything that we do is business. And, and like, whether it's like, for example, like being in healthcare, everyone in healthcare, yes, we care so deeply in trying to help people. But at the end of the day, like, it could always and only, like, survive because of business mm -hmm. and, you know, business practices. So, like, and I think it's the same thing with, like, Disney and Disney's magic. Like, yes, like, it connects on an emotional level on, on so many, in so many different ways. And it's super important to kids and obviously it's super caring. But at the end of the day, none of it can be sustainable or continue to go on without, like, business relationships. Like, hardcore business practices, mm -hmm. you know, so... So even though it sounds like our tone might be like in a negative light, like it's it should be actually a really good thing because that means it's going to keep going and keep getting better. Yeah, that's true. That's a very fine point. Yeah. Something I also wanted to tell you about illuminations, since just on the topic of Epcot, and I think you the would, fireworks. The fireworks. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I keep forgetting what it's okay. called. Okay. So something about Epcot fireworks are really really different from Magic Kingdom fireworks. So Magic Kingdom fireworks, you know, it's all about happily ever after mm -hmm. and wishes and it's just a beautiful fireworks set to an amazing Disney score and it's just about making your dreams come true well illuminations is more dramatic and I don't remember if you remember seeing it but it's it, the overarching theme of illuminations is supposed to be that we are all united as one tribe on earth. And so from beginning to end, they show the creation of earth all the way to the end when we all come together as one. I had no idea. I thought it was just a bunch of frigging fireworks, <laughs> like just blasting off I at random. Well, it, it, it is that too. <laughs> I don't think so. But not, not, a, not based off what you just told me. It's a whole storyline yeah, with a plot twist. Mm -hmm. Like, <laughs> I know there is a plot twist. We are one? <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I think that when you see those kind of like understories, which you wouldn't if you just kind of casually went to the parks. Mm -hmm. But once you realize those types of things, that as a Disney fan, that's what keeps me coming back. Because yeah. then you can watch Illuminations for literally like the hundredth time. And you can kind of try to follow along with the story that they're telling you. Because since it's so kind of abstract, because it's told through fireworks. Yeah, your imagination can kind of also take over and maybe have like different scenes in your head, mm -hmm. like for the different things. That's really cool, actually. Yeah. I really, uh, I'm going to look at that real differently now, mm -hmm. I think. Can't wait till we go back. Yeah. October. We're going for Mackenzie's birthday, by the way. I'm announcing it here. Oh, okay, cool. My niece. She's turning two. Yeah. And we're going for her birthday. Cool. She loves Minnie. 
One day Mackenzie will listen to this, which is crazy. I know, and then she's going to be like, that's me! <laughs> yeah, she's not going to listen to it. She's going to be way, way cooler than we are. No, nah, she's going to listen to it. <laughs> you sit here and listen to this. <laughs> anyway. I don't want to. Yeah, so I just, I hope you get a little bit more about Epcot. I do. I, I know mean, I kind of went all over the place, but I just want to throw it all at you and see what sticks. <laughs> no, I think uh, I, I got a bunch of, you know, interesting stuff out of there. I hope the listeners did too, so that was really cool. Um, awesome. Make sure, uh, if you're listening in, make sure to subscribe. Leave us a rating on iTunes. We'd really appreciate it. Uh, we're also on YouTube, so subscribe there. Leave us a comment. We'd like to hear what you think. And We're on Instagram and Facebook, too. We are on Instagram, DisneyWTF.radio. And Facebook. And Facebook. <laughs> DisneyWTF. Oh, Twitter. We're on Twitter, too. We need to be more active on Twitter, though. And Medium. If you go to Medium.com, you can see... we are now see, on Medium. We are published. You can see our... Uh, our our Disney WTF publication and read uh, some great words on what we have to say about Disney. So medium.com forward slash Disney WTF. Well, I just want to thank everybody once again for listening to this crazy train of a show. Yes. We hope you have a really, really magical day. Nice. Goodbye.